Welcome to the Desire and Burthen Podcast. I am Tanner Hoffs. I'm David Short. I drank a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jackson. <laughs> I'm Jackson O'Brien. Good. Hello. And this episode is sponsored by the patron saint of the Desire and Burthen Podcast. John Darby. Bill I, It's Smith. not. <laughs> uh, uh, John <laughs> P- Peterson. No, actually. St. <laughs> Patrick. You gotta get off the St. Patrick thing. Hey, I had green beer for the first time this St. Patrick's Day. The Irish hate St. Patrick's Day because <laughs> there's like I went, went to the pub on St. Patrick's Day and like one of the like quintessential Irish pubs in town here, and like it, there was a lineup of like there's a 30 minute wait and the place is all packed and all the Irish people that actually go to just like stupid St. Patrick's Day steak our pub won't be <laughs> they just show up on this one day. It's so mean. Well, uh, we have a special offer for uh, podcast fans of 10 heavenly rewards for the price of eight (laughs) (laughs) for a limited time. Every time you listen to an episode, you gain 10 heavenly rewards and we have who to thank Ted McKellar. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm still confused. Who is the patron saint? (laughs) We gotta be careful. (laughs) Maybe Bill Garnett. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. We're talking today about... A, a heavenly topic, a beautiful topic, the most important topic, I would say. <laughs> no, let's be real. I am baffled by the idea of heavenly rewards. Oh, me too. Hmm. The idea that, based upon the service done on earth, the the good deeds done, you will be rewarded in heaven, and we will be rewarded differently in heaven. What are we to think about this thing? <laughs> Hmm. I I don't know why we're even podcasting about it. I don't know what the answer is, folks. Hmm. But we always have Pastor Jack. Yes. Our patron saint. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Twist. <laughs> Pastor Jack, why don't you explain heavenly rewards to us all? And have them make sense. <laughs> have them make sense. <laughs> you have 24 minutes. <laughs> All right, so here, here, here's a sitch. The heavenly rewards are not confusing at all. It's really clear. The better Christian you are, yeah. the more you earn and deserve when you get to heaven. It's like, it's like Bethel bucks. <laughs> that's, ex- that's exactly <laughs> what I thought about when I was doing this. I was like, this is Bethel bucks. This is getting money from memorizing Bible verses. <laughs> I don't know if how it'll look in heaven, but here's my guess. And this is just like my, maybe you guys are on this track and maybe I'm revealing it too soon. Whatever. We're not going to care about rewards when we get to heaven, right? That's garbage. And the reason that I think that I know that you say it's a garbage opinion is you have someone like Paul, like pressing on towards the prize and running the race and wanting to earn the crown crowns. Right. And so while I, I see that, I'm just like, you know, Paul just didn't get Christianity yet. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't have yes. know, two thousand years of church history to fully understand what Christian theology is. Yeah. He it was. He's just a cursory introduction. He didn't get it yet, and oh, now we know. Excellent. Now we finally understand. That's why it culminated to Bethel Bucks because it made <laughs> that, so much sense. You that know? is the heart of it, Jackson. Thank you. Oh, you perfectly expressed that. Here's the thing. It, I mean, we're not, this is not exegesis 
we are not going deep into passages. There's a lot of passages that seem like you're going to get a reward in heaven for doing stuff. Is that fair or do you guys like dispute that? Very fair. The thing is, whenever you say we're not doing exegesis, we are doing exegesis. But go ahead. But, but go ahead. No, go ahead, Dave. It's very true. No, it's it's very fair. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I did a paper on this. So, spoiler alert, that's where the research for my end comes from. And, like, from the start, all the sources are like, yeah, there's heavenly rewards. The Bible says it. Right? So, the Catholics, the Eastern Orthodox, this isn't even a topic for them. They're like, yeah, there is. Like, the Bible says it. Boom. Mm-hmm. But it's us Protestants <laughs> that get all screwy on this one. Yeah. And it is totally our fault. But I don't know how to resolve it. So Martin Luther comes in and says, whoa, 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 wait a second. Works have nothing to do with your salvation. All of your works are dirty rags. Nothing you do is good. Or if you do anything good, it's because God put something in you to make you do good. And therefore, it's God doing good things in you. You didn't do it. It's purely grace, faith, right? Mm. Now, at the same time, <laughs> Luther and Calvin are like, yeah, there's rewards, though. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second. You just said that everything I do does not matter. Because if I did anything and it did matter in the long term, that means it's by works. And But you have to – like what they want to get at, and you know this – Luther and Calvin, you get into heaven based on grace. Mm-hmm. And then like the problem, the problem that I see immediately happening is that there's levels in heaven. There's rewards. You're in heaven and some get rewards. Some don't get rewards. You're in heaven. You're with God in his presence. But then I don't know. And it's not like you're going to, man, this just, <laughs> this thing falls apart. Like there's Okay, there's a long spiel, a lot of spiel for a lot of nothing because (laughs) there's not a whole lot of logic happening, right? Like you get into heaven, okay, you're there. And once you're in heaven, you shouldn't want anything. Mm. But I wonder if in Paul's context, when he's writing about getting crowns or running the race, like he's being persecuted and he's like, for all the work that I'm doing, for all the pain that I'm going through and the suffering, I kind of want alleviation from this. I know my ultimate prize is to be with Jesus, but I'm looking forward to other stuff. And maybe he would be, <laughs> no. be I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not a matter no, of I like. I know that it totally is that you described it well. But like, as soon, you know, it's the whole like, yeah, yeah, I want Jesus. Plus, <laughs> I want a sweet car. Right. Like, <laughs> but let's, let's to be sure, like Luther and Calvin, the, what they want to fight against is that. You don't work and do good deeds to get to heaven, mm-hmm. but your rewards are in heaven, right? Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Is Luther and Calvin and all the Protestants said like, well, wait a second, totally free to get into heaven. You don't work for it. Mm. But then like once you're in the club, there's like the inner circle in the club. Uh. And for that, you got to do good stuff, man. <laughs> Pretty much Protestants don't like this doctrine because it's weird. And... Now, now there's some theologians who are starting to say, like, straight up, this is wrong. Like, there, there's no such thing. The Bible never said it. What? And <laughs> I, I know, man. I know, man. I, what Bible are those theologians reading? Uh, I love theologians There's so much. I don't I like this it. idea. You know what? The Bible just doesn't say it. Scratch it. Scratch right. it. Scratch it from the record. The argument is, no, no, no. 
what Paul was talking about was the moment you get into heaven where you stand before Jesus, everybody's going to get like a different level of a pat on the back, <laughs> a, a differentiated praise at the end. So like right at the moment you meet Jesus, some of us are going to get like a, an attaboy and like a well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. And some of us are going to be like, a, eh, like you're in. <laughs> and like at the moment, that won't feel as good as like an attaboy. And then we'll all, and then we'll all be in heaven completely equal. No wonder you think you destroy them in your paper when you say like, oh, it's like a heavenly attaboy. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Who's a good boy? <laughs> But they're trying to explain this whole thing, which you brought up of like, let's go through the issues with this and let's, mm-hmm. let's talk them through. Number one, aren't we supposed to be motivated intrinsically to do good and not based on something else that we're going to get? Right. So this would be like the idea of virtue for virtue's sake. If you're doing something so that you can get something, you're not doing it for the right reason. Uh, the example that one of the papers gave is like, if you're a waiter or a waitress, if I know that you're only serving me because you want a good tip, mm. like you should be doing it just because you want to do a good job. It should have nothing to do with your reward. That's the ultimate virtue. And so you got a guy like Paul, who's like this great guy, but he seems to just like want stuff like, hey, I'm doing all this stuff, but like I want some good at the end. And that doesn't seem as pure as I'm just doing it because I love Jesus. I think that that's that is like the the ultimate level. That's what we all would hope we could be. Hmm. That's that's the ideal. In reality, it'll never quite be like that. Hmm. I don't think I don't think I've ever been motivated to do something good out of rewards in heaven. But oh yeah, I was going to ask Jackson, have you? Oh yeah, yeah, a few times. But. I don't think it's that different than than what is my motivation a lot of the time, which is I don't want to do this, yeah. but obedience, like I need to. Mm. And and yeah, so that's not as good as I, I would love to do this. It's yeah. just welling up within me, but it's still good. Yeah, but it's a lesser good. Yeah, it's a lesser good, It's but it's not ideal, but it's what we've got. So you think it's kind of when Jesus in Matthew talks about great will be your reward and if you lose fathers and sons and yeah, wives yeah. because of me, you're going to get a hundred times that in heaven. He's just like, there is a pure vision, but you guys are humans. I'll throw in something good for you. Cause I don't, like, no, I don't think it's just, I don't think he's throwing it in there. I think that's the reality. I just, I think, yeah, some people probably will be motivated by that. May, may I ask if as fractured humans, we can't grasp what perfect beauty perfect goodness, perfect truth. And I wonder if Jesus and Paul are trying to say, there's good things coming and I need to give you some type of human equivalent that you do understand. Like, you know, your fathers, you know, your mothers, you know what you have. If you give that up, what you know, that feeling of what you had for them, it will be multiplied a hundredfold. Yeah. I I get what you're saying. Hmm. I think I agree that a lot of the imagery of heaven is just to like use human images to get us excited, right? Mm. Like gold and Jasper and diamonds is like, oh man, that's going to be good. (laughs) 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 And like, I think it's just like evoking our imagination, obviously. So you're right. You're going to get a hundred times that. 
but then there are verses that seem to imply like you're going to get more than the next guy. <laughs> okay. That's the yeah. hard part. It's okay. just not like – it's not like evoking like, oh, heaven's going to be so good. It's like, no, if you do this good thing, like it will be better for you. What what else. if what if Christ and Paul are saying when you when you fully dive into life with God, then that same reward feels that much sweeter. When you do something out of joy and when you do something like you, if what if you do get the same rewards, but it will feel like a hundredfold. Dave, you're giving me a, a look. Yeah. You smug boy. <laughs> you know it's possible. It's going to be like Hook where they like Peter Pan sits down at the table and he has to imagine the feast. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. You're doing it, Peter. You're doing it. <laughs> It'll be like that. They were eating really weird food yeah, like in that clip. Colored like blue. Mar- <laughs> like, like, I think it was mashed potato, like green and like pink mashed potatoes. It looked like it looked tennis like. balls soaked in paint. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked delicious. It's a little bit like green beer. <laughs> it's disgusting. The idea, the concept of delightful food. but Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so one of the problems with Dave, which I hear what you're saying, Dave, is... The implication of it being a lesser good but still a good would be the goal of the Christian should be to move beyond the desire for reward. Mm-hmm. That, like, sure. if mm-hmm. if you need rewards to, like, motivate behavior for a while, like, all right, fine. But, like, eventually you get to this spiritual place where you don't want them anymore. Right. Or, like, when we get to heaven and everything is perfect, we're going to be like, reward? What reward? And then there will never have been a reward, but it was like, it got well, us I, to the finish line. I think you'd still love the, like, there's nothing inherently wrong with rewards. And it's probably inherently right <laughs> to be, you you right. earned this mm. through good work, but. Mm. But then, like, how do you square that with Paul, where what Jackson expressed at the start was so great, where we're like, oh, Paul, like, we've moved <laughs> beyond that. Totally. We yeah. now understand that you don't need rewards for motivation. <laughs> Like, he was such a simple Christian. <laughs> okay, Paul wasn't a simple Christian. <laughs> Maybe he was. More Christian than all of us put together. Like, the concept of rewards makes total sense to me until you're in heaven. Hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Because... This is a good way of saying it. Because if, let's say, Tanner, when we get to heaven, is made governor of half of heaven or tanner is right <laughs> tanner and let's say that okay. i'm i'm like a chimney sweep or something mm. if there's no such thing as covetousness mm. or selfishness or even like lasting disappointment or anything like that mm. what does it what does it mean mm. it, i like that heaven is very british for you <laughs> <laughs> hello governor <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't. It, it, I don't know why. We must. We must think differently. I wonder when you're sweeping chimneys, or when for some, Governor Tanner Hobbs <laughs> is somehow in charge of twenty city, cities or something like that. Like I wonder. I wonder if our heart will finally be changed. It must be right. And then Tanner could easily say, "Hey, chimney sweeper Dave, do you want to rule this for a bit and have no? Because our hearts are changed. How different will we be? Immensely oh, different." Well, I just think that contentment is where it is, right? Hmm. Like being totally content. I don't need to be the governor of heaven. Yeah. I, I'm 
totally satisfied. Um, <laughs> Can you? Oh, this is heretical. But I think that if Paul's in heaven right now, and well, he is, and, and he's just talking, thinking, and looking down, he's just like, "Oh shoot, I shouldn't have put that in there. <laughs> I should, I should have phrased that differently so they wouldn't have gotten hung up on it." Because I just threw my crowns in the in the in the, in the abyss because I didn't need them anymore. Oh my goodness! Oops. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> You're no longer our patron saint. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. Wait I a second. got demoted to Deacon Jack. <laughs> Deacon Jack. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, not that Deacon is a demotion. Uh, Don't hear that, any of you who are deacons. That's very noble. Oh, digging a hole. Uh, <laughs> Tanner, I'm playing your role this week. Evolution. <laughs> uh, <laughs> global warming is true, too. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. So that's kind of like the first problem. But then that leads to the second problem that Protestants have with it, which is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, how can our deeds earn anything in heaven? I don't think <laughs> the point of the rewards was God threw in rewards because he needs to motivate. I think he threw in rewards because that's what you deserve. That's hmm. I think it's, hey, guys, this is. I will I will give to you what you earn. Yeah, I, I do think that just some people are doing a lot more good than I am and a lot more good than other people are, and they will rightly be rewarded in heaven. And I, I even like the idea in some ways. There are people who are trampled on in this world their whole lives who do so much good, and they don't get appreciated once in this world. Like, for every Mother Teresa that we recognize, hmm. there's a thousand Mother Teresas that we'd ever got any celebrity status. And, like, I think they earned a better reward than me. There's, like, no question. I think they should be celebrated as, like, rulers and governors of the world because that's what they deserve. Yeah, I also think that those people, the Mother Teresas, are, like, when they're in heaven, they're not pointing at Jesus saying, hey, I did this. I deserve this. So I think that it kind of like just flops on its head when we sort of say, yeah, they deserve it all, but they're not going to ask for it. And whether they get it or not, they don't care because that's just who they are. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Third problem with this. How the heck are people more perfect than other people in heaven? <laughs> how, how are you like more in the presence of God or like more happy? Because more happy always implies less happy. That part is like, I just do not get it. This like idea is captured. I'm going to say his name. Josh Crickey wrote a song for Intermediate Camp, I think. Upside Down God. If this Upside Down God has accepted me, then I'll turn my life upside down and open up to him. And the point of the song is that, no, we're the upside down ones. But it looks like God is upside down to us because of how he inverts all of our economies and all of our ways of living and being. And when, when these saints get to heaven and seems like they have more rewards, if, tr if it truly is the case that the way that the upside down kingdom works to us, we're thinking we see in passages that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Guess what the meek are going to be doing when they're in heaven, they're going to inherit the earth. But what did they do the whole time that they were on earth? They served, they gave up their power. It's who they were. When they become the rulers and the governors of the city or what have you, like 
they're going to be the same thing that they were seeking to become when they were on earth. Like, it's not like they're just going to give up thinking, oh, now I'm a ruler. I change everything. They're still going to be those servants. What? Totally. No way. Totally, <laughs> you bum. No, it's like, hey, disciples, you've lost everything. You're going to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. No, you're going to have real power. <laughs> yeah, but guess what they're going to do when they judge? No, you judge. No, 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 you. no, 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 no. no they're, you no, their, their verdict is always going to be, I was saved by grace. I forgive you. But then it makes the whole doctrine of heavenly rewards useless. Ah, everything about the gospel is like, just feels so anti-reward and anti that economy of like, you're going to get more. So like we get these inverted ideas, like maybe in heaven, everybody will be trying to get rid of their reward to other people. Mm. Nobody's going to want their reward. And it's like, what the heck? Do you think here? I'll try this. Why is this in our Bible? (laughs) I'll, I'll put this forward and maybe it's stupid and we can shoot it down. Okay. Let's say I have junkie i have a junkie car let's say i have like an old it's from the 80s and it's not even a cool car like a chevrolet or something like that it's all rusted out and it goes you know you floor it and it takes 10 hours to get to 60 (laughs) it sucks right now say jack has a uh, lambo he has a lambo yeah finely tuned that's a lamborghini for those that don't know now let's (laughs) let's say that both Jack and I are 100% satisfied with the car that we have. Hmm. Is it still better to have the Lambo? Hmm. In no. Some, in some way? But isn't it? Isn't it still like... Oh, inherently, <laughs> inherently. Isn't it still... I'm totally satisfied. I'm not lacking at all. I'm not I'm not disappointed. I'm not envious. You're not I'm, coveting. I'm like, you're not desiring. I'm like, this of... is... I'm, I'm, I got this car. That's great. Hmm. But I still can't take it out and just rip it. 250 whatever you know (laughs) like jack can do that Mm. isn't it still isn't that still better no no but like when we're talking about lamborghinis and cars here we're talking about like degrees of the presence of god no no Hmm. that is what we're talking i don't think it's i don't because the the only thing that's worth anything is being in the presence of God. No, no, no. Being in the presence of true light. I don't and, I like, don't think that that's what rewards are. I don't think the rewards are you get to be more you, experiencing God. If we mm. are if every single one of us fully knows God and fully is known, mm. then the concept of any kind of reward is obliterated no, off no, the no, map. No, no, no. It doesn't mm. make no, any no, sense Tanner, in that pure isn't, light. Isn't there that Hmm. That's taking the view of heaven like heaven is we're sitting in the clouds singing songs. All not exactly. No, no. I think think heaven is an earthly thing. Isn't the the view of heaven is life? Like we're going to be doing jobs. We're going to have hobbies. We're going to like – we're just going to be living life. Oh, I totally believe that. Isn't that then some people have more? Hmm. Like they just have more in that life? Like literally, Jack might have a Lambo in heaven, and I might have a rust bucket. Mm. That you know, and we'll still have the same presence of God. We'll still experience Him in the same way. But maybe some people just have more. Mm. I'm just putting yeah. it forward. No, no, I like. That. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, it just, and like I think that probably is what it is. It just makes zero sense in my brain. Yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't make too much sense. Uh, yeah, 
but but I I feel like I would reject totally the idea of rewards is more God, getting more God mm-hmm. than someone else. Yeah. I don't think that's what the rewards are talking. About. That's kind of what Dante has, which is interesting. Dante is kind of like every layer is like closer to the heavenly realm in some way, the Imperium or whatever he calls it, where the people who are on like the tenth sphere mm-hmm. is like where God's presence is full. You know, like it's full on, and there's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's yeah. where like the real saints it, are. It sort could of. be. I I really have no idea. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know either. I mean, Dante's a genius, so I'm not going to be quick to discount him, mm. but uh, he really is. I did a whole class on this, and I did a class on visions of heaven and hell throughout church history, and it was fascinating <laughs> to like. I know everything we have thought is going to be in heaven. <laughs> and it's good stuff. But the hell imagery is way more interesting. <laughs> it's like, hey, you king that I hate, in my vision, there's a dog and he's chomping on your butt <laughs> for eternity. And, like, that is that is literally what these visions are. And then, like, the guy that's having the vision knows he has to be appropriate. So he just, like, it's still, like, it's his bum. It's just he's biting his bum. It's not too graphic. It's manageable. Well, I was trying to tone it down for Desired Brethren. Okay. <laughs> the dog chomps on his nuts for <laughs> it's, it's actually what happens. It's terrible. Is, it, is there something wrong that we all laughed at that? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for Listen to Mail. Listen to Mail. Gonna have a listen to some Listen to Mail. This is uh, this is an email from Jeff King. Uh, He says, "Hi, DB guys." It's catching on. (laughs) Really enjoy. Is that a thing you've been spreading? (laughs) Yeah, it's like gangrene. You know what DB anyway, it doesn't matter. Yes. He says it says look like Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> Composure. Dr. King. Really enjoyed your Narnia podcast. I am firmly with Team Dave on this one. Mm. Yes. Oh. But and main- he's an English lit guy. <laughs> he's a lit so scholar. That yeah. means something. But mainly because I think that the Chronicles of Narnia should serve as a gateway to Lewis's even awesomer space... Tr- oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Huh. Space trilogy. Oh, All credibility lost. That stuff was so dry. Yeah, you just don't have to read the email anymore. Oh, he, sa- he says, that hideous strength, which is the third book, huh. which was written while Lewis was under the influence of his fellow inkling Charles Williams... Hmm. Also, a, notably a member of the Christian Magical Occult Order. What? <laughs> Fellowship of the Rosy Cross. We, Whoa. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. Can that be our new podcast name? Fellowship of the Rosy Cross. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, he says that is probably one of his top five favorite novels ever. Whoa. So I I no longer hideous, want you to be hideous. on Team Dave, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that Hideous Strength was what top five novels? I couldn't make. Oh, well, I couldn't make it to that book because the first two were too dry. Is it fair for us to just like totally mock the listener mail without him having a chance to respond? <laughs> totally, that's how it goes, doesn't it? I feel pretty guilty about this. <laughs> like, Jeff, that's a terrible opinion. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, and he also says, anyways, my main reason for writing was to follow up on Jackson's comment about Carl Bart. Uh oh. First, I totally agree. There should Ooh. be there should be more Bart on everyone's reading list. Although I do remember being told when I was at Carmel that he was a heretic. <laughs> Bart, really? Uh, I think I might have been told that too. <laughs> Second, C.S. Lewis actually commented on Bart. And while it seems like he probably hadn't read him, he didn't like him. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, and then he, he includes a quote from C.S. Lewis. Oh man! Hmm. So I don't know how to feel. This is a roller coaster. You know, first he's like on your side. Yeah. Uh, and then he's on Jackson's side. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing here for me. <laughs> hey, thanks for the email, Jeff. Oh, wait, really there, appreciate there's it. There's a postscript that says Tanner is always wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Affirmative, Jeff. Thanks for that. Well, oh, you yeah. guys can have your earthly reward of that email. And I will have my <laughs> Fine with me. <laughs> nice. All right. That's it for us. Uh, I am Tanner Hoffs. David Short. I'm Jackson O'Brien. Get them Bible bucks. Thank you.